What is up from the new SNY studios in New York City, in Lower Manhattan, in Four World Trade Center? I'm not going to give you guys the floor just in case y'all come rolling up and want to, you know, come I, go after us. I, I wouldn't know. even give them the address. I don't even well, know why you went that. Oh, well, it's a big place because you know why last week, Moke on the show, as we do every week on the Knicks Blog Podcast, I'm Anthony Donnie, he's Moke Hamilton. People were actually tweeting us saying that we, we, were, we were being a little too negative. And I said, what would you like us to talk about? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sorry. I don't want to be negative, but, uh, you know, it hasn't been the greatest season. Yeah, well, the guys are five and a half out of the eighth seed, right? They're closer to being at the With bottom. Two road trips coming up. It's <laughs> not happening. It's not, it, I, I don't know, man. It probably won't happen. They have been playing well, but they're still losing games. So, I mean, what do you, you want to yeah, talk about? Yeah, when you're losing to the Bucks, you know. What like, is there to yeah. talk about? And, and we'll, I think at the end of the year, we'll really sit back and go over the whole season. But here we are, five and a half games out in the brand new studios. And what's funny is that our producer who does a fantastic job, Jason Fateri, always texts us and says, what are the topics? And usually right away, Moke and I There's like three or four things. And I, I, so he texts it. I just go, hmm. And <laughs> Moke was like, huh? And Jason's like, yeah, not much going on. So yeah. there's really, these are really the dog days of the New York Knicks season right now, Moke. Well, so let me ask you this, though. So you look back at the last few games, right? Yeah. They have been playing better, right? Yeah. There have been things in there that you could look at. You could say, okay, well, Derrick Rose, phenomenal effort against the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, he played well. He has, listen, Derrick Rose, not exactly 2011. He has his springs. Like, his springs are there. You you played decent versus the Golden State Warriors. You played okay versus Orlando. You got the win. Orlando obviously isn't that good. You lose to the Bucks in Milwaukee last night. You know, Hopefully a good pick comes from this season, but at the end of the day, to me, it's another lost season for the New York Knicks. You think it is. Well, okay, but here's the thing, and, and we, we've been talking about this all season long. I actually brought it up probably like in November or December when, when we all thought this team was headed for 45 or 50 wins. Yeah, we did. Right? Yeah. The, 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 the bright side of it is that Phil Jackson did not trade away yes. the first-round pick. That's true. So I'll give him that. Put it this way. Would you say that – so this is Porzingis. When, when was Porzingis drafted? 2015. 2015, yep. Right? So would you say that the season that preceded that was a quote-unquote lost season? No, right? Because it led you to him. Yeah, oh, the 17-win season. Yeah. Yeah, of course. There's so, always a bright spot in everything. So, so when you say it's a lost season – the Nets right now, they play in a loss season. Yeah, because they don't have a pick. Yet. You know what That's I'm saying? a complete loss season. The Knicks right now, I'm not going to look at this season and say it was a loss season because there is a pot of gold at the end of the Here, Here's what I'll say. Potentially, so the anyway. night, the night, the, the night that the NBA, unless the Knicks, like I said, get hot and make the playoffs, the night they do the ping pong balls. Anything is possible. Yeah. Right? So can, the, <laughs> the night they, they do the ping pong balls, that night, the day I wake up then, I'll be like, all right, you know what? Maybe it wasn't a lost season because this we have an opportunity to get a top five, top seven pick. I'll be excited. But as we're in March, as the season's almost over, as we're talking about playoff standings, for most Knicks fans, and yes, there's a lot of Knicks fans trying to find the positive, as myself in a way. Okay, maybe we'll get a top five pick. But, you know, you brought in Derrick Rose. You brought in Courtney Lee, Brandon Jennings. You signed Joe Kim Noah. You didn't do that stuff to make the lottery. Now, hey, maybe it'll be, uh, you know, luck like the Spurs in, you know, 1997. Um, but either way, Here's where we are. The Knicks are probably going to get a top seven, eight pick in this year's draft. Yeah, and there are clearly worse times to have a top eight pick in the draft. Right, of course. When you look at it, so first of all, Chasen Randall, right? Like, he can play. He can play. He can play. Ron Baker, I, I don't have the same level of conviction. He's all right. You know Solid what I'm saying? Player. He's all right. Yeah, he's all but right. But Randall, he can play. He can play. 
Hernan Gomez, let's not even get started about him. But I just I, and, and Phil, and I give credit to Phil Jackson for Hernan Gomez. But if Phil knew he would be at least this decent, don't even sign. Jordan. All right, hold on. But but we're about to go down the path now. Oh, I know. Okay. No, I feel you on that. But what I'm saying is this year's draft is loaded. It is with point guards, and I like Randall. I like Ron Baker. I don't think Derrick Rose is going to be brought back. Porzingis and Hernan Gomez. So, so when I tweet and I say this guy is a player, this guy is good, this guy can ball, usually when I say that, I mean like a guy like Justin Holiday. He's a good basketball yes, player. Yes, he is. I don't, know if he's nice a, piece. I don't know if he's a starter at the end. He could be level. on my team the next five years. Right, be exactly. Because Minskis, I'm not sure if he's a starter at the NBA level. But he could be on my team. But he can be on my team. Yeah, he and can. he can get minutes off the bench for me, no problem. Correct. Hernan Gomez and Porzingis. These guys are starters in the end. And they could be the front court for the New York Knicks for the next 12 years. They can be, but they need a point guard. Oh, yeah. They need a young guard that when he gets the ball in his hands, you, you, you know like on the iPhone how you got the, the emojis, right? Yeah. You know the one that has the two hearts as the eyes? Yeah. You need a point guard that gives you that, that has his first 10 games Eyes for season. those guys, yeah. You know what I mean? And Carmelo Anthony, too, because he's probably going to be here next year as well. Well, that's a whole other story. That's, and we'll get into that more in the next few weeks. I, I personally, I don't think Carmelo is here next season. But that's just ba- that's based on my opinion and some things that I might know. Yeah. But the point is, and going back to your original point, there are definitely worse years for the Knicks to end up with a top eight pick loaded with point guards this year, and they need that particularly for Porzingis and Hernan Gomez. Yep, no, they do. And listen, it's going to be an interesting last few games. Hopefully the Knicks don't screw it up and win 12 out of 13 and then miss the playoffs <laughs> by a game. I don't see that happening. And then end up with the 14th pick. Yeah, just because. And then all the point guards you would have wanted are picked right before you get to pick them. Just because the New York the most Knicks. Most Nick thing ever. Oh, that that, just because the Knicks haven't won two straight games since December 20th and 22nd when they beat the Orlando Indiana Pacers and the Orlando Magic. So, another interesting topic going on. Like I said, not a ton of huge topics with the New York Knicks, but we always find things to talk about because that's what we do, is how the Knicks play the Golden State Warriors on Sunday afternoon at Madison Square Garden. A lot of Golden State Warrior fans. I'd love to give those Golden State Warrior fans that are – I'm not going to kill the young kids because they might have grew up with Steph Curry now, grew up with Klay Thompson. But if you're like 25 or over and you're a Golden State fan, I would love to stop you in the street and just give you a quiz. Like, you know, who was on the team in like 1997 or something? Mm, was Chris Webber on the squad at that time? No, they, he, he, he left after his rookie year. Because remember, he had a one-year deal. In 93-94, the contracts are different when you got See, drafted. You're just showing off now because I don't have none of these kind of Had moves. a one-year deal. And he signed with the Washington Bullets. Was Sprewell on the squad at that time? In 97? Yeah, he was. The okay. incident with P.J. Carlissimo happened December of 97. Okay, well, look, man. Don't hate on the Warriors. No, I'm not. Right? I'm just saying. I know you're you know. probably a little sour because, little bit. you know, they're probably going to win the title this year. They won 73 games last year. I know, I know you got mixed feelings about that. Look, man, as it relates to that Warriors game on Sunday, you want to talk about the silent first? Yeah, obviously. Game, you know, right? One thing the Knicks do, I always tell us to people, sometimes people say, well, can you do a Knicks podcast in all year round? I said, yes. You can do <laughs> There's always something to talk about. And obviously the season's going on now, so there's more things to talk about. So the Knicks play the Golden State Warriors on Sunday afternoon, and they tried something different where they basically cut out all in-game entertainment for the first half, with the exception of if they didn't turn out the lights of the starting lineups, they announced who scored, foul on Carmelo Anthony, they didn't do anything else for the whole first half. No music in the layup line. And some people liked it. Some didn't. I was in the middle on it. I thought, I think what I think as, as a fan that's been going to games since a, a long time, I think there's too much in-game entertainment. I think they need to come to a happy medium. 
You don't need to do something every time out. You don't need to throw t-shirts every time out. <laughs> you should try to come to a happy medium. But then Draymond Green's response, I mean, he just sounded like a complete bozo. Called it offensive. There's a lot of things in the world going on right now that are offensive. Not playing music for an hour and a half at a basketball game is not offensive. As far as Dre is concerned, I like Dre as a person. A lot of people that I associate with and a lot of people that I know don't really like him very much for, for whatever reason, you know. And I often find myself defending him. I like his candor. I like the fact that he's honest, and I like that he's very thoughtful. Yeah, I'll but give him that. Yeah, Dre sure. sometimes needs to just shut the hell up. Yeah, like if you didn't like, like it, that's what, fine. Like, I mean, so he made the comments about Dolan around All-Star Weekend, yeah. and then he walked those back. You were hot about that. I mean, As yes, I was, and without rehashing that whole thing. But I mean, like, come on, man. Like, it's good for you to speak your mind, but sometimes you got to just be quiet. Like, what is he talking How is it offensive Like, you anybody? can say, hey, we hit the layup line. I was hoping to hear some... Loud hip not offensive. And I didn't like I didn't like it. They should never it. do it again. That's yeah. fine. Offensive? Yeah. Come on, dude. Now, I do think, like I said, sometimes at games there's too much stuff going on. Like, so maybe they can come to a happy medium. They probably won't, just because we're a day and age where we're controlled by our devices and we need entertainment in front of us where we don't make the entertainment ourselves anymore. <laughs> you know, so Well let, let me ask you this though. So being there, right? Like being in the arena. At what point did you notice that there was like no music? Well, they or, put something you know? up during when the Knicks were when they came out for warmups. No, but what I'm saying, did you recognize it before? Because I know you used to get in the building real yeah. early. Uh, you recognized it right away. Okay. And then there was something on the on Garden Vision that said there would not be any in-game entertainment or music the first half. So yeah, yeah. you knew it was happening. It was it was bizarre, but yeah. nothing I couldn't handle. Well, well, you know, what I thought was more bizarre was the fact that the Knicks actually played with the Warriors in that game. They did. They, they, they hung they, around. They were right there. They hung around with them. Very interesting game to watch and observe. So Curry ends up with 31, right, after getting off to a slow start. So one thing I want to talk about a little bit, and I want to talk about Derrick Rose for a second, because yeah. we've been talking about him a lot. Obviously, yeah. there were rumors about him being traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves around the deadline. That didn't happen. Not happen. He is still a Nick. Against the Warriors and against the Bucks, Derrick Rose kind of showed out. Now, at the beginning of the season, we talked about he and Brandon Jennings and the fact that they each have individual agendas, right? Rose, I think is showing people that he can still play and that he can still be an effective point guard in the league. Yeah, he definitely can still play. I wish he had a better jump shot because he could be a nice two guard. Well, he was hitting those jumpers against the Bucks. But the for the night. most part, he doesn't have a good jump shot. Now, speaking of the Bucks, so we actually have something interesting here. Rose may consider the Milwaukee Bucks in free agency. Close to home. Now, see, now the thing is, everyone is kind of at the point now where they're like, okay, we're fully expecting this guy to not be brought back. Yes. We're thinking that he's going to end up elsewhere. So now you're going to start seeing reports about teams that may or may not have interest in Rose. From your perspective, you're sure that no matter what Rose does over the final 20 games of the season, that he's not a good fit for this team? No, forward? no, no. I mean, I think Derrick Rose has been really good. And when the Knicks were playing really well, when the Knicks were 14 and 10, 16 and 13, if you would have said to me, do you want to bring Derrick Rose back? I'd say yes. You would have considered it. Yeah, oh, I would have said yes probably because I just didn't want to lose him. Do I think, think Derrick Rose is 100% gone from the Knicks? No. I think there's a chance they re-sign him. A chance. I, I don't know what number. Put a number on it. 20%. 20%. 20%, 30%. There's a chance because if you don't draft a point guard, let's say you get the ninth pick and the point guard you crave isn't there, and you look at the free agent landscape, and Chris Paul isn't coming here. Steph Curry isn't coming here. You're probably not trading for Russell Westbrook. Maybe you don't get Drew Holiday. Maybe you re-sign Derrick Rose. So I don't think it's a foregone conclusion 
that Derrick Rose is not a Nick next year. If I had a bet on it, I'm going to say he's not. But it's by no means a 100% slam dunk guarantee that Derrick Rose is a is not a Nick next year. Okay, fair point. Something very interesting, the game you were supposed to go to that didn't go to the Orlando yes. game. One thing we saw versus Orlando, which I thought was very interesting, was Rose playing a little bit of the two guard. We saw stretches where Randall was out there at the one, and D. Rose was out there. Listen, I think Rose could be a decent two because he can attack the basket, get in the paint whenever he wants. I would just like my two guard. Listen, he doesn't have to shoot like Allen Houston, mm -hmm. but I would just like my two guard to have a little bit better of a jump shot than Derrick Rose. But, you know, Latrell Sprewell, he didn't have the greatest it's jump so shot. It's so funny that you brought Sprewell He didn't up. have the greatest jump shot. Next. And he, even though and Sprewell played the two and the three throughout his career, and when he played the three, he was obviously smaller, but even the two, he was 6'5". He was the guy that just got out on the break, attacked the basket. But when Spree got to the Knicks, he eventually started to hit three-pointers, not on the regular, but he hit two, three, two or three threes a game, had a good outside he be, shot. Yeah, he became a reliable mid-range But he shooter. still pushed the basketball up the court, got the ball on the wing, went to the basket, had a little bit of a post game. So could it be a kind of like a spree-type two-guard? I, I guess you could say that. Yeah, I think a you little could. Bit. The only thing that concerns me about Rose is his defense really has been bad. And Spree was a great defense. And that's what I was going to say about Spree. The reason why Spree was able to work in that type of situation was because Spree could – he could guard three positions on the floor. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't really know. Derrick Rose, maybe he can guard half a position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm, yep. I'm not really sure what he's giving you on the defensive end. But it's going to be very, very interesting because now at this point in the season, as we said earlier, five and a half games outside of the playoffs, the Miami Heat surging. I'm not sure if Nick's going to be able can to overtake that. you believe that? that I, I, don't I mean, know. that's amazing. I don't even know what to say about that. Deion Waiters to the rescue. He's a funny guy. He's like a character. He's a guy, like, he, like if you're a kid, I feel like if I was a kid, I'd really like Deion Waiters. Yeah, he's a they, fun guy to root for. And they signed him on the cheap. Man. Oh, yeah. They got him. I, I don't think they're paying him more than $3 million. Does anybody have a better pose after a shot than Deion Waiters? Nah. <laughs> nah. Deion Waiters is the dude. If you had like a two-way graph to show the talent level versus the swag you carry, yeah. nobody is beating no. him. No. He, he is through the roof. The guy has had swag since he came into the league, even though right now he's just beginning to show that he should actually have some swag. But as it relates to Rose, I think for me over the last quarter of the season, assuming they're not going to get in the playoffs, I want to see what Hernan Gomez and Porzingis so look like I together. And I also want to see what Rose looks like for the last 20 games because Rose might be in a situation now where he's just like, hey, look, we ain't making the playoffs, so I'm just going to go get mine to make sure I get my new contract. I answered your question about Derrick Rose. Now you answer that question. Ah. What do you think? What do I think? Yeah. I, I, I don't think – I think it would undermine Jeff Hornacek severely for them to bring Derrick Rose back. And the main reason why I think that, like I said last week, Ant, Derrick Rose has been critical of Jeff Hornacek from maybe the third so or fourth So was Melo the other day. Carmelo Anthony is a, is a little different, though, because, number one, Carmelo Anthony is your franchise player. Yeah, he's here. And Carmelo Anthony has years left on his contract. Two more years after this year? Carmelo also has a no-trade clause. No-trade clause. So it's not totally <laughs> up to them to decide whether or not they want Carmelo here. Carmelo would have to bless a move to go somewhere else. Yep. Derrick Rose is in the final year of his contract. You don't have to re-sign him. And then there also are questions about whether or not he even fits with the roster and with, the, with, with what they're actually trying to do right now. So I, I don't think it would be a good move for them to bring him back. I'm not sure that he can be Latrell Sprewell at the two, no, but it is something interesting to, to watch over the last 20 games to see how he plays and what he looks like playing off the ball a little more perfect. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, offensively, the Sprewell comparison with Rose at the two is it, kind of similar. Oh, speaking of Spree, man, I want to Good to, to see him you. back. <laughs> so did you, did, you, did you watch the Bucks game? Yeah, I did. Okay, so you saw, you saw the interview on MSG Network. Oh, uh, with Jonah? 
I watched the one with Jonah Barlow. No, no, site. no. Rebecca interviewed him. Okay, I might have missed that Rebecca one, but I watched Arlo. the one with Jonah. Okay, it's like a 10-minute okay. interview. I watched All right, that. so this, just real quick. This was funny, man. So Sprewell is there at the game, right? Rebecca Harlow interviews him on MSG. I must have ran to the bathroom for that. I j- dead missed that one. Well, it, you know, all right. So, so here's the thing. So Rebecca asked Spree of all the current players in the league today, which one Spree is remind, which one reminds yeah. Spree of himself, basically, right? Okay. I, I, I can't, I don't even know what you're going to tell me right now. Spree said Russell Westbrook. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think I, I, I get it from a standpoint of athleticism, attacking the basket, and nah, tenacity son. on the court nah. and a toughness nah. and wanting to win. Mm-mm. He can't do that. <laughs> he said Russell Westbrook. He's at, he's at Westbrook. That's basically like saying that, I don't know, Mario Chalmers reminds you of Reggie Miller because they both shoot three-pointers well. Or yeah. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Come on, man. You're gonna, I, I would have been cool if he, if he said Tobias Harris or somebody like that. You're going to compare yourself to Russell Even Westbrook. Even Kawhi Leonard, maybe? I mean... Yeah, Maybe. similar games. Maybe. Strong guys, you know. That would have been tough, a better. It would, good defense. It would have been a better comparison to Westbrook. On the wing. So I tweeted and I said, Sprewell said Westbrook reminds him of himself, dot, dot, dot. In Sprewell's dreams, maybe. I just love the fact we're no seeing Sprewell back in the league. He's, he was on TNT last week. He was in Area 21 with Kevin Garnett. He's back at the Garden now. So that, that's a great thing. I mean, if, if there's one. A shining light from this season, besides hopefully a top pick, is that Latrell Sprewell, after a very, very long time, since 2005, 12 years, is back with the New York Knicks. No, I definitely know. agree. And it was so weird, kind of like how Stephon Marbury and Allen Iverson, they both kind of just disintegrated into space. Latrell Sprewell did the same exact thing, but what was crazier about Spree was a time when he disappeared. He could still play. Yeah, he had, he had three, four, years, four more years up, but the Timberwolves offered him a contract. It was so crazy. <laughs> you know, we know he couldn't it. feed his family we on it. He, that. Got, he got pissed off. I'm sure though, that's one of his biggest regrets of his career, but in other stuff, so 20 years ago See, today. I'm so surprised that we got all the way down here in the show before we brought up March 9th. It's so funny being a hip-hop Well, I wasn't sure if I was going to start it, and we started talking about the new studio. So 20 years ago today, two major things happened. Well, one of the things is probably major just for us, and you listen in, one was major for the whole world, where we lost one of the greatest hip-hop artists to ever live. Some say the greatest, some say top five. You know, wherever you think, but he is one of the greatest, and that's the notorious B.I.G. His music lives on Like Cannabis forever. Said, right? The greatest, greatest rap of, of all, all time died on March 9th. And uh, the Knicks also beat the Bulls that day. Um, to me, it was an f- extremely big victory for the New York Knicks. It was the first time they played the Bulls at the Garden that season. The 96-97 team was the team that was revamped. It was Jeff Van Gundy's first-year coaching team with a young shooting guard named Allen Houston. John Starks coming off the bench. Larry Johnson, Buck Williams, Patrick Ewing still in his prime. Beating the Bucks that the Bulls that day at the Garden. Ewing dunking on Robin. It gave the fans hope and said, if we get the Bulls this year in the playoffs, we will beat them. We just never saw them due to the fight versus the Heat in the second round. All right, so now that year, that was after the Bulls won 72, right? The next year, yeah. Okay. So that's they won season, 69 that year. They were 69 and 13. I know right? where you're going right here. The final game of the season, the Knicks. They played in, the Knicks at the Garden as no, well. No, in Chicago. That was in Chicago. It was in Chicago, and the Bulls. And they were 69 and 12. The Bulls wanted that win. Yeah, yeah. And they the wanted Knicks to get 70. went in there and they beat and them they up. Won that game. Yeah. So you take the March 9th game into account. We also played them at the Garden around April 10th. We lost by like two points. Then we went into Chicago a week and a half later and beat them. So going into the playoffs. Yeah, you were very confident. I, you beat them two of the last three, yeah. and you beat them in the last game of the season that you knew the Bulls wanted oh, to win because you know they, wanted, they wanted to get that 70. So going to the I remember playoffs, that. played the Hornets I in the first that. round, swept them. Then the, the Heat were up 3-1. to one. The series is about to be over. 
and then all of a sudden the fight happens. We lose three straight games, and that series between the Knicks and the Bulls in 1997 never happened. On multiple in interviews I've been lucky enough to do with Jeff Van Gundy, Charles Oakley, Alan Houston, Larry Johnson, John Starks. That. No, they all say the 96-97 team, Chris Childs, was the most talented Knicks team. Some say 94, some say 95. 90, to me, and they all agree, 96-97 was the most talented Nick team of the 90s. Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons why P.J. Brown will forever live in infamy in New York City, kind, kind of like Charles Smith. You know what's kind of ironic Even about, though for different about P.J. Brown and Charlie Ward in that incident? I, I don't really know either of the guys, but if you ask anybody about those two guys, two of the nicest guys in the world <laughs> you hear, and they are known for a fight that two, both those two guys are like the least fighters in the world. That incident happened. Charlie Ward got tangled up on P.J., and I've never seen anything like that since. Somebody flip a player over. Yeah. I mean, that was crazy. It, it definitely was crazy. Something that Nick fans will always remember. So, going back to March 9th, 1997, though, that was the day that Notorious B.I.G. was gunned down, unfortunately, yeah. in, in Los Angeles. Yes, sir. All right. So, what's funny about it, and I guess kind of the reason why we bring it up, is because the Knicks and the Nets are actually playing each other on Sunday. Yes. And the Nets are doing this thing where they're celebrating the 20th anniversary of his death. So, you know, since the Nets moved into Brooklyn, they had this whole thing about like, oh, you know, we're New York. Like we try to take away some of the New York market share from Knicks. I kind of wonder if there's a little bit of gamesmanship here. Of course, in this is. whole situation, it just so happens the Nets are just god awful. But yeah, of course there is. I think the Nets, the Nets had bigger plans, man. And maybe the Nets will eventually become a championship team. But the Nets, you know, when they first got to Brooklyn in 2012, they had a pretty good team with Darren and Joe Johnson, Gerald Wallace, Brooke. And, uh, yeah, I think there is a little gamesmanship with this, especially they're playing the Knicks. They're trying to show maybe they're more New York and just the Nets have – listen, that's, the kind, that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, like, I do, I do too. I look at it and I'm just like – But I'm also not mad at it from a, just a sports fan, hip-hop fan perspective. I'm not mad at what the Nets are doing. Would it have been cool to see the Knicks do something like that once in the last 20 years? No. I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, it, <laughs> yes, it would be cool. And, no, they never did it. But, you know, it is what it is. But I'm not mad at the Nets for doing it. It's cool. It's in Brooklyn. It's 20 years. Maybe they wouldn't do it if it was 17 years or 23 years. 20 is a major number. So, you know, I'll give the Nets credit for doing it. On so, Sunday. shout out to Brett, your mark, and Sean Marks. And yes. All the people involved with the Nets organization. Yeah. I agree. Diddy's supposed to be there. Yeah, I'm sure Jay. I'm sure Hove will show That's, up. That should be. You think Hove? Uh, I think Hove still, still has his seats. Listen, I'm going to have to make sure I go to that game. Host, I I'm, I'm going to go too. You never know, man. Halftime, Hove might come out there, start dropping some. Yeah. You think he's going to bring Beyonce? Yeah. Hove, Hove brings B to the games. Yo, so I'm going to be at that game. Yeah, Hope, you know, Hope still, he said in the lyrics, he said uh, he gave up owner of the team, but he kept his courtside seats. All Remember, right. he's like an agent now, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to make some Rock Nation sports. Shout out to Rock Nation. But we got to make sure we go to that game. And I wasn't I, even I thinking about go. it now. I think I'm going to go. But now I think about it, they might have the Brooklyn All-Stars out there performing. Yeah, maybe Fab. At, you know what I mean? Probably for your mm. kids. Well, the locks will be there because they're on tour. But, yeah, it should be an interesting night. All right. Because they, you know why? The game's going to suck. <laughs> I, I can promise you that. If you're going to that game on Sunday, you're going for the entertainment. Because yeah, yeah. you're not going for the damn basketball game. Well, that's basically why I'm <laughs> going. Because Jigga might be there with Beyonce. And you, you, you touched the shoulder once, right? I did do that. One time I was – it was a playoff game. It nearly – I nearly got choked out by Jay-Z five. So I understand that his, their personal security guard is a retired New York City – you know, police detective or yes. sergeant or whatever. Big guy, a lot of muscles. I hear he carries a very big firearm. It looked at I me kind of funny should. when I rubbed shoulders with Beyonce and Jay-Z during a playoff game against the Toronto Raptors a few years ago. But it did happen, and I lived to tell about it. So I'm happy to have had that experience. No, that is a definitely a very, very cool experience. So let's go around the league as we do every week on the Knicks blog podcast. And my around the league is a team that 
I, now, obviously, if you're in NBA circles and you're a diehard basketball fan, they probably come up at the barbershop at some point. But my no, they pro- don't. Pro- you know what? You're probably no, right. I'm going to go with the Utah Jazz. They, I believe, are 41 and 24, playing phenomenal basketball. Gordon Hayward is an absolute stud. Rudy Gobert is a hell of a player. They're 41 and 24. That's a phenomenal record. And okay, you said no. Nobody's talking about them. Nobody's talking about them. They are one of the NBA's best kept secrets. And coming into this season, I, I did not think that they, they're number four in the Western Conference. Let's just get that straight right now. Exceptional. What's even crazier, and they're only three games behind the Houston Rockets for the number three seed. Coming into this season, the Western Conference is supposed to be all about the Warriors, the Spurs, and the Clippers. People didn't know if the Rockets were going to make the playoffs. Yep. People didn't know if the Jazz were going to make the playoffs. I thought the Thunder were going to win the division. So to see them up there is absolutely, absolutely crazy and astonishing. My around the league, I'm not going to say it's crazy and astonishing, but I do want to kind of shine a little light on the D.C. Wizards because the Wizards are a team since Paul Pierce left. You know, these guys have been struggling. Yep. Last summer, we saw stories about Bradley Beal and John Wall not really being on the same page. And this season, coming out of the gates, Scotty Brooks taking over the team. They kind of stumbled out the gates a little bit. Yeah. They weren't playing. When the Knicks were there on November 17th, I think the Wizards were 2-9. and Exactly. Out there. People were talking about trying to trade Bradley Beal for DeMarcus Cousins. You know, people were ready to break that team up. A couple months later, the D.C. Wizards are 39-24. and They have a better record than the Toronto Raptors. They are trailing the Boston Celtics by just one game in the standings for the second seed that, in the Eastern Conference. I'll tell you what, that would be a great series. Celtics-Wizards, that would be a great series. That would definitely be a great be series. A and if the, series. if the seeds hold, you're going to get that in the second, second round. round. Yep. So I would definitely like to see that. But the main thing about the Wizards I just want to point out is I was not a believer in them because when they went on their good run, they were beating everybody at home. They won maybe 15, 15 in a row. 15 in a row. They lost that Cavs game. At the Verizon Center, and they lost to the Cavaliers. Yeah, where LeBron made that crazy gang shot. Three, yep. But the Wizards have now, they've won six of their last seven road games. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're a team. And they're winning tough games on the road. Now they got Brandon Jennings. Now they got Boyan Bogdanovich. You got to look out for these guys. You got to have some respect for them. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they finish. This no, game. definitely. They've, they've been awesome. Like I said, early in the season when I went down for the Knicks Wizards game, the Wizards were about two and nine. And I was little, I mean, as a basketball fan, I was like, yeah, they should be better. Wall, Beal, Otto Porter Jr., Gortat. And all of a sudden, really, since that game, the Wizards, like you said, have been spectacular. So, Moke, will I see you on Tuesday night? It's about 4 30, Pizza Suprema. Listen, I'm going to come, but only if you give me one of them credentials. So we're at, I'm at my limit, but if I can get 10 more, I need to, you got it. You can only get them in tens. So I, I'm probably going to have 10 more made because probably some other friends are going to want some too. Now, listen here. Now, I don't, <laughs> I don't care about your other friends. I don't care about it. Listen, man, me and you supposed to be right yes, here. Yes, yes. I, I got to get 10 more. You can only no, no, forget it. about that. Listen, man, you got to take one from somebody else and give it to me, baby. Okay, I can do that. I'm supposed to be high on the totem get, I'm pole. I'm just going to get 10 more made. I, stop talking about the 10. I want one of the <laughs> okay, ones you got yeah. already. Matter of fact, when we when we finish here, we're gonna go right to your. Can you crib. can you have can you have Mello hold it before the game real quick? Me? Oh, you're asking me if I. Because you're probably gonna go to the locker room, do some work. We can negotiate. <laughs> we can negotiate. <laughs> I hey, don't put it this, this way: get me the credential, and then we can have those discussions. <laughs> well, listen. Hope to see you at Pizza Suprema on. Tuesday night, come by, have a slice of pizza. I'm sure some of the fans that are coming to the games may be starstruck to meet you. There's going to be some other guest media appearances also. Okay. Alan Hahn's supposed to come by. Oh, okay. Dave Rothenberg's supposed to come by. Okay. 
I think Tommy Beer may come by. Okay. So there's going to be some – Mike Scott will probably come by. Okay. There's going to be some big-time appearances there. So hopefully none of the fans pass out for meeting you guys if you guys come. Listen, as long as I have my damn credential, I'm good. If you don't have a credential in my hand by the end of tomorrow, I'm going to give you 24 All hours. Right, I got it. If I don't got my credential in, I'm <laughs> not coming. I'm only coming with the credential. <laughs> I got you, Moke. Always fun. Always great job out of the staff here. Great job out of our producer, Jason Pateri. Always doing an exceptional job. Moke, always fun, my man, and I will see you on Tuesday. I might see you Sunday at the Barclays. You might see me at Sunday. Just make sure you have my credential when I see you. I got you. I'm going to keep saying I got you, my brother. See you in a few days. Have a good one, everybody. Take care. This has been the Knicks Blog Podcast, part of the SNY.TV Audio Network.